Good evening and welcome to Desi Sports Dance, the cricket show with the one and only Prasant. Good afternoon, Prasant. How are you today? Hi, Bharat. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, doing really well here in uh, Bengaluru. Hope you're doing fine back there. Yeah, yeah, not bad. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting good news by the week. So, and uh, we've got a bit of a roadmap now. So, something to look forward to as long as things continue the way they are. So, a lot more positive than put it this way this time last year. Um, so, uh, it's been a long year, but we're getting there. But um, I have, you know, I have to start with the obvious question uh, Have you enjoyed your time off having only done a two day week last week? Well, to be honest, I think we had a lot planned out for the three days that were remaining. So, uh, in that sense, I think a lot of the content that we had planned pretty much we couldn't execute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what test cricket is. You know, nowadays, uh, they don't really stretch to all five days. So, we need to do what we get. I think a, quite a few friends of mine actually were in uh, Ahmedabad for the test. So, I think they were pretty disappointed that they tended it two days. But, yeah, I mean, not really time off uh, trying to figure out what we can do different with no cricket around well, for your friends, um, I don't know what the situation is in um, Gujarat and whether you can go and sightsee, but they had a few days to see the beautiful city and surroundings. Um, so maybe, you know, that was a positive for them. But the other question is, um, and this came up in uh, the football show because there was a manager there, there that was quoting that um, Indians don't like the English or something. Uh, I'm not quoting verbatim, but... Um, you know, he was saying uh, lines to that effect. And I'm thinking, after the preparation of this wicket, is this true? I mean, not not really, you know. I mean, the, the pitch talk has uh, certainly been blown apart in different proportions that probably should have been uh, kept down to, to a certain level because uh, there's only little that, uh, you know, a pitch curator can doctor. Uh, he can't be putting mud on the track and he can't obviously make the cracks appear all of a sudden. You know, it's, it's all going to be natural. Obviously, the combination of soil um, that a lot of experts have brought up uh, has played a huge role. And I don't think it's a case of anyone hating anyone. You know, it's probably about English batsmen being uh, unable to adapt to the situation. Uh, we saw, you know, the stats are, are right in front of us. It's 21 dismissals of the straight ball versus uh, the others, which just took place, you know, a catch or an LBW or something like that. So, in some sense, I think a lot of people have also been saying, and I think I firmly agree with that, that the batsmen should have tried to play for the straight ball. And if the ball spun away and, uh, you know, it went off the edge, then probably it's it's unfortunate for them. But all this pitch talk has been blown out of proportions. I think Ashwin uh, really gave a journalist uh, something back uh, when he said, you know, what? how do you define a, a proper pitch? And I think, I think that's what it is. You know, you can't really define a proper pitch. That's what you get. Uh, when we go to India, I mean, when we go to England, uh, they're not going to make green tops because that's how the surface is. Uh, there's only probably a little bit of extra grass that they can grow. But otherwise, it's just how natural the surface is. So, certainly everything's uh, been just thrown out randomly to create more chaos. But I don't think there should be anything to be spoken about at all. Well, you can imagine and you probably saw some of the comments here uh, from a few former cricketers and um, a lot of supporters from the Barmy Army and... Uh, some of my close friends who uh, support England passionately. So you can just imagine what the comments I had to uh, listen to or see. Um, but we talked about the uh, pink ball test and, uh, you know, that this could be a seeming wicket and, you know, the due factor and things like that. None of that came into the uh, equation. Um, but, you know, looking at it now, and I was thinking of having this show on 
the weekend because it finished so quickly. I mean, we're planning these every Wednesday, but um, what, in terms of the assessment from your side, you know, un unbiased and the pitch and the conditions, and I, I accept what you say about the straight balls and how many wickets were out to straight balls, but do you think that was a wicket that justified a ping ball test, a night test? Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't think we have anything to compare it with. You know, probably the only pitch we can compare it with is, is with Eden Gardens. And there, Ishan Sharma uh, really bowled his heart out and sort of got all those wickets. And I think in some sense, even before the match started, both the captains were saying that the pitch will assist the spinners quite a bit. And I think that was what was expected. So, um, you know, the pitch didn't uh, spit any demons in some sense until the, towards the end, you know, towards uh, the second, uh, I mean, third and fourth innings. So, I think the first thing is the English batsmen didn't really apply themselves the way Bairstow got out, in fact, you know, um, getting uh, the ball going through uh, the gate between bat and pad. I think that's not something that you expect from an international player of his calibre, you know. I mean, he might play down to uh, lack of match practice and all of that, but that's again the basics, you know. There, there was so much gap between bat and pad, um, you know, obviously he got out. So, those are that's just one example of the many wickets that fell. So, I think obviously it was a low-scoring match. There's no doubt about it. The Indian batsmen also struggled a fair bit, but you can't blame it on the pitch because ultimately um, there's only little that you can do if uh, you know your basics are not right. And I think that's where the whole issue was that uh, they all of them played for the spin, when, whereas they should have probably looked to play for the straighter ball. And in some sense, I think Ben Fox really demonstrated how well he uh, took to batting. You know, even in Chennai, even in Ahmedabad, he really played out the spinners. There was almost no delivery that. Um, Troubled him, so to say. So, I think they should take a leaf out of his book and uh, see how they can apply themselves in the fourth test. I think um, a lot of the um, talk around the pitch wasn't helped by the bowling performance of Joe Root. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, if Joe Root can bowl like that, um, does it say anything about the pitch or is it just bad batting by our boys? I think Joe Root himself said it, you know, if, if he takes a fifer on that wicket, it pretty much sums up how the pitch is. But yeah, I mean, the pitch was, was going to assist spin, there's no doubt about it. I think even Grape Swan mentioned he's never seen Root smiling more than how much he was smiling when he got that five-wicket fall. So, um, yeah, it was always going to produce a lot of spin. Uh, you can expect that from Indian pitches. And ultimately, you know, it's good good to see that uh, he got that five-wicket fall because... It was, some, it was at least something to celebrate for England in a rather dull test match otherwise for them. So, uh, even the Indian spinners got wickets, the England spinners got wickets. So I don't think there was anything to complain. It was probably just lack of application. Uh, just as how Kohli and Rohit Sharma both were saying right after the match. So, we'll have to see how that changes. Um, Zach Crawley and uh, Joe Root, in fact, did PC's uh, Roots was uh, Root is going to come for a press conference today. And... Uh, Zach Crawley came yesterday. So, Crawley was talking about how they've made plans for Aksar to tackle Aksar Patel and Ashwin. So, we'll see how, how much of that comes to fruition because obviously the pitch is going to turn a fair bit and um, how they apply themselves is going to be key. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any surprises uh, like there were in that third test in terms of what the pitch in the fourth test has been. But what do you, I mean, I, I keep banging on about the pitches is because um, that's been the talk here for the, you know, after the um, the result and um, the early finish. But generally over the first three test matches and uh, it seems to be back to normal in terms of the pitches uh, being extremely spinner friendly, which we've, I don't know, you probably correct me, but we've not seen for a while in India. Um, is this a conscious decision of, um, you know, the BCCI or 
without having some influences to this is the best way of beating England or um, is it just the type of wickets we and the uh, time of well it can't be the time of year we played in this uh, time before um, but what do you make of the three first three p uh, pitches and what we expect to be the fourth pitch will be very similar yeah, I mean, in some sense, I think Chennai was definitely expected to be a dust bowl, as it has been for a, for, for quite a few years now. Uh, but yeah, as you rightly mentioned, I don't think people were expecting it to turn like that from day one. Uh, ben Folks, in fact, did even mention that uh, it was turning from it was turning square like it should on day five, on day one, instead of uh, it gradually crumbling up. But uh, I, I think it has to do with the weather and uh, all of that. You know, obviously, it's very dry, uh, it's very hot, so. Uh, the pitch obviously loses all its moisture, and uh, there's no help, you know, from uh, from obviously no clouds as well. So it's not going to it's not going to make an influence at all. So and that's why it was obviously tried. It was going to crumble up, but it was certainly a surprise. And uh, you can't really, I mean, I'm not sure if uh, that's what BCCI wanted. Uh, they might have wanted it, you know. I mean, in in this day and age, you can't really find out what who wants and uh, how they influence people, but. Uh, I'm not sure if BCCI would have exactly wanted this track, but it was always going to be a spinning track, even from day two. And it's certainly no surprise. So that's why I said that it's probably blown out of proportions more than it should have actually been um, spoken about. And uh, just on the following on that, uh, in the past, you know, we've prepared spinning wickets because we are the batsmen um, that you were used to playing world-class spinners. And um, it seemed that was the way to go at home. But... In this current team and a couple of years um, you know, back as well, do you think we've got the players now uh, that can play world-class spin? Um, or was this just an aberration in terms of how our batsmen faced? Let's face it, they're not world-class England spinners of the past. Um, what do you think of our batsmen? Yeah, I think there are certainly a few struggles. There's no doubt about it. Um, but again, that, that does come down to the fact that uh, the pitch did spin quite a bit. I'm not saying it's pa it's pat venom. Uh, you know, there weren't any demons of the pitch straight away. But I think that all that application, obviously, when the ball uh, kicks off the surface, when the ball spins so much, uh, when when a few of them just slide in with the arm, you know, obviously there's going to be a doubt in the batsman's mind. And I think that's what happened. You know, some some of the deliveries that they got out of Pujara, for example, um, got caught in front. Uh, you know, some some of these dismissals, obviously, you can't really blame the batsman completely. But having said that, uh, you know, in, in the day of uh, day and age of T20 cricket, I think it's very hard to adapt to um, test cricket in some sense because, and that's why I think we're seeing a lot of results coming out rather than dull draws because players are nowadays looking to score runs and uh, that intent to score runs uh, might sometimes bring about dismissals, which is why we're seeing teams being bundled out, uh, you know, in, in about three, four sessions and uh, a result possible in every test match. So I think that's what it is. Um, Sometimes that that combination of that fear of uh, getting out versus needing to score runs can lead to the downfall of the batsman. But generally, do you think our batsmen are still one of the best at playing spin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they've grown up on these surfaces. Uh, you know, all of them have played on these spinning tracks. Um, yeah, there, there isn't any other country where uh, the pitches produce as much turn as it does in India. I mean, probably... Um, Sri Lanka, you know, Pakistan, obviously, we haven't seen for a long time, but uh, Sri Lanka has produced some turn. Uh, we saw the England, I mean, Joe Root himself scored so many runs there and uh, after the first test, he hasn't scored too many. So, um, in, in that sense, I think it's it's important to see that the Indian batsmen are capable of uh, putting up a good show. 
But for some reason, I think the combination of this fear versus needing to score runs is bringing the downfall. But they have obviously uh, grown up on these surfaces. They've grown up practicing playing against spin bowling. So, yeah, certainly they're they're among the best uh, spin players, so to say, in the world. And the batsmen, obviously, you've got a lot of confidence and you put it down through test match pressure and um, a couple of bad shots from our boys. But you still think we're capable of playing on a spinning track because it, it, I suppose it came across in the second innings where Shubnam and Rohit looked um, fairly comfortable. They did come out attacking. I mean, I remember, remember watching the uh, break before we came back to back uh, to get those uh, uh, odd runs uh, to win the test match. And um, the commentators say, well, the pundits here were thinking, you know, a few quick early wickets because of what transpired earlier. Uh, could easily put pressure on the Indian batsmen, but um, Rohit and uh, Shubnam played really well uh, to uh, remove any of those thoughts. Um, but in terms of our spinners, um, what a debut series Aksar is having. Um, do you think we found a replacement for Sir Ravi? Not that we need one, because he's still got a few years in him. Um, but that's a really good backup. Well, I was going to say backup bowler to Ravi because he's hard to replace. But I think we found one. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, he's a like-for-like replacement, a left-arm spinner who can really uh, zip the ball in. Uh, that's that's something that's a very, very good skill, you know, because as, as we mentioned, uh, batsmen generally tend to play for the spin in Indian conditions. And if you can get the ball to slide into the batsman, I think that's a fantastic skill to have. And uh, that's what makes Ravindra Jadeja that much more effective, you know, the fact that he can really turn the ball as well as slide the ball in. And obviously, he can bat uh, very well. So, I think in some sense, Akshar Patel still will probably need to work on his batting in terms of the longest format of the game. But as for bowling, I think he was spot on. He's having a fantastic debut series. Uh, he's making the most of his chances. And um, if you and if, if Akshar and Ashwin can combine to sort of make sure that someone like Kuldeep Yadav isn't needed to bowl or even Washington Sundar, that just means that they're having a fantastic series. So, um, good on Akshar for uh, starting off really well. And, uh, you know, interesting to see how he'll sort of be in the squad and how he'll be in the mix once Jadeja returns because Jadeja is obviously a way better batsman than uh, Aksar is and uh, so he's going to walk into the side uh, anytime he's fit. That's interesting you say that. He will walk in. Um, is that the way it is despite Aksar's performance? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you when you come in as a backup player, there's no chance that you're going to replace a senior in the side and I think Jadeja's improved leaps and bounds, especially with his batting over the past few months. Uh, we saw that in the IPL as well. Uh, you know, he, he he helped CSK to quite a few um, wins. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jareja, he's been a proven performer. He's, his average is fantastic with the red ball. Um, I think in some sense, obviously, if he was preferred over Ashwin um, in, in a few test matches, that just means that he's very, very uh, effective with the ball. So, yeah, in that sense, I think uh, Jadeja is definitely going to walk in and Darksar will have to wait for his chances. We're seeing the way, you know, Ishan Sharma has walked into the side um, after, while coming back from injury. And now it's going to be a question whether they're going to play Umesh Yadav or Siraj. So, uh, Ravindra Jadeja is definitely walking into the side, in my opinion. That's, uh, well, I'm going to come to you. You spoke about Ishan, and I'm going to come back to him. But I just want to, um, you know, feel for Darksar if he's going to be, you know, um, uh, dropped if uh, Ravi is um, fit and ready to play because I think um, it should be that if you're performing, you keep your place no matter who you're keeping at. Um, but I take your point, you know, that um, Ravi's uh, having an incredible 
um, seat, well, short season, but, you know, uh, his experience and his past and what he's doing at the moment, that he probably comes back. But um, I'm one of those that no matter who you are, if you're playing well and you're doing your job, uh, you stay in. Uh, even if you're keeping out um, Virat, well, not Virat, he's probably the exception, but um, any other player, I think you should, Aksa should keep his place in, until his form dips or, um, you know, the conditions uh, are such that you bring Ravi back. But um, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, but I also want to ask you about Ashwin. He must have had uh, in, an incredible lockdown when nothing was happening because he's come back rejuvenated and um, it seemed prior to that was probably just me in my head that was thinking, you know, this is the um, him going, you know, to twilight of his career. But he's just come back really strong and um, really focused and determined after that break with a really brilliant Australian series. Now he's backing up here with the bat and the ball. Um, I don't know if you know what he was doing in the lockdown. Yeah, I think he was asked the question as well, you know, what, what's really changed everything for him. And I think, um, you know, everyone knows he's such a master of the game. You know, the way he talks about the game, the way he talks about his own bowling and his batting is fantastic to watch. You know, there's so much that you can learn just being an armchair expert in that sense. So, I think um, Ashwin's done really well. Uh, everyone obviously put his batting under the scanner. But after that knock in Sydney and that century in Chennai, I think uh, all those critics have just become silent now. And of course, his bowling was never a doubt. You know, he was always going to be a premier spinner in India, and uh, he's he showcased that. Uh, he even crossed the 400 um, wicket mark in just 77 Test matches, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, that's just a hallmark um, of, of a great cricketer. That uh, you know that you can you can etch such records in a name. A cricketer can always say, you know, these records don't mean anything to me. Uh, you know, I'm a team man and all of that, but. Um, I, I think in some sense, achieving these records always push you and fuel you to do a lot better than uh, what you would otherwise. So, fantastic to see Ashwin 2.0. Um, he did really well in the IPL, you know, and I think that's where it all started for him. Uh, he came in with that confidence against Australia and now against England. So, I wouldn't be too surprised if he makes the limited oversight even, you know, to be honest, for the next series that we're playing. But... For him to replace youngsters like uh, Sundar and obviously for him to replace someone like Chahel would be absolutely uh, hard. But uh, given the way he's gone about his work and given the way he's improved over so many months and uh, that the fact that he's performing, uh, I, I wouldn't think he's too far away from being recalled, I guess. Yeah, and um, although he's not been um, in, uh, selected in the T20 squad, uh, depending on how his IPL goes, and I won't put it past him to be pushing for a place in the T20 World Cup, you never know. He's come back, uh, like you said, a 2.0 uh, version. And um, another bowler that we've mentioned and talked a lot about the spinners and the spinning wickets and what have you, but um, what can you say about Ishan? 300 wickets, 100 test matches for an Indian pace bowler uh, who's had a few injuries himself. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's been said to have um, been at his, you know, at his, he's, he's lost his pace and he's not going to get back into the team, but he keeps fighting back, keeps playing. Um, what a player for India he's been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, he's he's been a fantastic player. He's he's an absolute workhorse, and uh, all these years of hard work that he's put in is is really uh, you know working out for him uh, very very well. Um, and I mean, that's that's just what uh, what a great player is. You know, they make the most of all the 
opportunities that they get and uh, for him to perform so well for india over such a long period of time is absolutely fantastic um there's nothing more important than uh, representing your country and i think he's taken that really well in his stride and uh, he's the, he's done fantastically well and i think hopefully he'll uh, he'll continue to do that for a long long time in fact i remember seeing him play i think he was um few years ago when England came and they were playing in Leicester and um, he was not part of the, fir- um, the first 11 at that time but you could see the run-up and we'd never seen an Indian bowler with that you know tall lanky and you could see the pace but um, never did I think that he'd be playing 100 test matches for India because of um, you know fast bowling what it takes out of you and um, we've seen a lot of fast bowlers break into the team but then because of injuries and um, what have you, they seem to lose either pace or uh, don't carry on. But uh, incredible um, servant for the team. And I'm glad he got all the plaudits because it's not the easiest place to be a fast bowler for this uh, length of time and get the results that he has. Um, moving on to the next test, which obviously starts tomorrow. Um, uh, the first question I have to ask you about, and it's been a talk about it here is England's rotation policy and um, how it's not helping. Um, I mean, classic example, Moin would have played if it wasn't for the rotation policy. Um, I know he's coming back for the T20s and he's going to be there for the IPL. Um, what do you think of England's policy? Because it's, it's getting um, at, at the start, everybody understood why it was there because of the bubble environment is very tough for the players. Um, but India are playing in similar sort of bubbles, you know, they're away from home. I know they're playing at home, but they're staying in the hotel. The environment's the same. Uh, what do you make of it? Because it's getting a little bit of criticism now. So I don't know if it's on the back of the results as every sport, as soon as you start losing, people start picking um, different points. But um, what do you think of uh, having a rotation policy? I mean, I'm not too sure if players like to be rested, to be honest, because uh, everyone wants to play cricket and everyone wants to um, make the most of the opportunities that they get. So, in some sense, I think uh, the rotation policy doesn't work really well. At least, I'm not a big believer in it. But, of course, it uh, it all comes down to how a player feels, um, you know, at any point in time. Uh, if, if, uh, if if they don't, want, don't feel like playing or if they're exhausted, then there's no point in playing them. But having said that, I think England need to sort of figure out a way to get the most out of their players. You know, rushing Johnny Besto uh, into the 11, for example, wasn't a really inspired move. You know, obviously, he had two failures. And um, everyone, I think Graham Swan put it perfectly. You know, the whole point of him walking his dogs in the Yorkshire Mall didn't really help. So, uh, obviously, all that's going to come into the picture. Um, you know, the whole rotation policy and whatnot. So, um I, I don't think there's there's much to do with uh, the bio bubble anymore because I think now players have time to spend with their families. Um, there will be some break. So, in, in some sense, I think um, they can afford to continue playing uh, because, uh, you know, obviously, it, the whole point is you're representing your country and uh, you can obviously be in touch with your family through uh, virtual media. And at some point in time, maybe just before a tournament or after a tournament, you can go meet them. But... For players to be rotated, obviously, it affects the balance of the team. Uh, England, I, I think, to be very honest, England have been lucky with how good Ben Fox has been with the bat. Because if he wasn't good with the bat, then all the blame would have probably fallen on uh, Joe Root to, I mean, or even England for sending Josh Butler back. So, uh, I, I don't I don't think it really works. But uh, what's worked for them is the fact that they're able to give a reason saying why they're going to rest toward Broad or Archer or Anderson. And... Uh, 
or Dom Best for that matter of fact. And I'd be really surprised if Best doesn't find a spot in the next test playing eleven. Well, you mentioned Don Bess. He's been um, the subject of uh, quite a bit of um, media talk here as well. That um, the reason he didn't play is not because um, he was being rested. It's just that they don't think he's at that standard yet. Um, and that's why they didn't select him. So if they go with him tomorrow, um, that'll be very interesting um, because um, a lot of the uh, pundits here uh, were saying, you know, that was the reason that he wasn't selected in the um, third test. Um, the, the, the hierarchy in uh, the England team up there doesn't have the confidence in him um, and uh, they just went with Jack Leach and obviously the new bowler that they found in Joe Root um, but that'll be interesting to see what England go with tomorrow I don't agree with the uh, rotation policy I think you mentioned uh, Bairstow he was mentioned here as well you know he had a break, but it was a complete break. Uh, no cricket whatsoever, uh, indoor nets probably, but as, uh, as much as it would have got, but nowhere near what it was going to come back to in India. Um, so I'm, I think it's backfiring a little bit here. I think they've got this part wrong uh, for this tour anyway. And uh, I think they should have stuck with the, the strongest team they had uh, going into uh, this series um, and maybe rested players for the... Um, T20 and well, T20 squad is very different, but the ODI uh, squad. Um, but they're looking right into the future and the Ashes and seeing how much cricket the, the players will face. But uh, they would have had opportunities to rest in between. So we'll see what England does with the rotation policy and um, how they uh, come back tomorrow. But um, I just want to say to the listeners and viewers that uh, Prasant at the start of the series was very confident that we'd not only be in the World Test Championships in the summer, but we will beat England very comfortably. I'm not, I think you even predicted 3-1. Um, so, you know, your record is still 100% on this show. And we've been doing this show for a long time. So that is some record on your part. Um, but um, you, we've got to go in tomorrow with a lot of confidence uh, into this series, uh, into the finals uh, test match. Um, how do you see uh, it panning out and do you think it'll go further than the third day? Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I'd love to see a quick test match. Uh, to be honest, I think a lot of uh, interesting action always happens, um, you know, when, when two good teams are playing. And of course, it was good cricket, you know, overall. It, it wasn't like, um, you know, players were getting hit and getting injured and none of them could really um, sort of bear the whole point of playing test cricket but at the same time uh, I mean one needs to understand that uh, cricket can always be even uh, just about quick wickets and uh, you know uh, bowling teams dominating and I'm someone who loves to see wickets you know I'm not uh, someone who's going to sit and watch a 400 run obviously I do enjoy them but at the same time uh, me myself uh, having started off as a bowling all-rounder I, I love to see uh, wickets more often than not so uh, I, I mean if, if, if we talk about the pitch, then it's probably going to remain the same according to what the captains and players feel. Uh, so, we might not see the game stretch further than the fourth day for sure. But uh, if the sec if the third test is anything to go by, then I think we're certainly in for a shorter test again. And um, you say that you enjoy um, wickets falling, but that second day was so exciting. It felt better than the T20 game <laughs> in terms of what was happening. Um, it was hard to think that this was test match cricket. So uh, it, it was in, I, I don't think we'll ever see another day's cricket like that. 
um, because it, you knew there was a wicket coming at any time, uh, no matter who yeah. the batting uh, team was. Um, but just in terms of the Indian uh, team, obviously winning team, uh, we know there's going to be one change. Uh, Jasprit is taking some time off. I don't think he'll be needed, to be fair, if you look at the conditions. Um, who do you think will come in? Is Mohamed Siraj, do you think? or uh, Because he can bowl uh, long spells. Well, I don't expect him to, but he's one of those bowlers that can keep on bowling for you. Or do you think Omesh will come in for that? Um, do you see any other changes? Yeah, I, I think in my opinion, probably Omesh Adha is going to be uh, coming into the side. I think uh, he was called into the squad only... Um, so that, you know, the, the selectors felt for some reason that if someone gets injured, then Umesh will walk in with all the experience that he has. And the fact that he can swing the new ball, you know, that's a very, very important um, important part of fast bowling. And he's obviously uh, quicker than what Ishan Sharma is. So, I think he adds some different dimensions to the side. And um, he, I, I have a feeling he's going to replace Bumra. Um, I also feel that, you know, if, if you have someone in the side who's not going to, uh, you know sort of satisfy the role that they are, you know, talking about Washington Sundar, if he's not really bowling in the side, uh, you know, with uh, just opting for Ashwin and Aksa to bowl, then they might as well go in with a proper proper batsman, uh, you know, obviously on the spinning track, on a track like this, wherein um, you need all the batting that you can get, uh, you know, might as well go with a proper batsman who's going to give you runs rather than having a bowling all-rounder who can probably chip in with a few crucial runs. I mean, I know he did play a fantastic knock uh, in Chennai, but having said that, you know, again, um, sorry, not Chennai, in the test, first test, but having said that, you know, there's there's no point of him um, being in the side if he's just going to be there for his batting, might as well get someone like uh, probably Hardik Pandya, you know, see if he can bowl a couple of overs, see if he can, uh, if you can probably fine-tune him for the T20i series because he's going to play a major part there. So, in that sense, I think uh, they should try and get a pure batsman in uh, instead of uh, just having an all-rounder who probably won't even bowl and can probably bat. So, I think uh, one of either Hardik Pandya or KL Rahul might replace Washington Sundar. Um, and as for the other change, I feel uh, they're going to go with uh, Umesh in place of Bukta. That's a really interesting one. Um, until you mentioned Hardik's name, I was thinking uh, seventh uh, batsman um, because, you know, Ashwin, we're going to cast him as all-rounder now as well. Uh, but... Uh, um, when you mentioned Hardik, yeah, that's not a bad shout, actually. Um, just to um, fine-tune him, like you say, uh, put him out there. Um, I doubt, well, he's not going to bowl too much, but if he gets the uh, couple of bowl, uh, overs, it's not going to do any harm. Uh, but just to get his batting in, um, that's a really interesting shout. Um, we'll see how um, the selectors, um, because we know they'll listen to you, uh, we'll see how they take your views on that one. Um, but in terms of the other batsmen, you know, uh, Teteshwar and Jinx, and, um, you know, they've not had the best series so far. Any concerns for you? Or is it just the nature of the pitches and the nature of the series at the moment? Yeah, it's probably just a matter of nature of the series. We saw Rahane uh, score that important 100 in Melbourne. Um, he certainly has the tools to score big, you know. Um, Actually, uh, one of my colleagues from Sportskita even asked him a question uh, in the press conference uh, saying that, you know, uh, the numbers are clearly against you in terms of your performance in India. Um, what do you want to say about that? So, he said uh, he, he was as diplomatic as he could be. He said, I'm a team man. Uh, you don't have the stats with you and stuff like that. But look, I mean, the numbers are out there. He averages around 20-ish, which is ideally not uh, not, a, not a good average for a, uh, for a test batsman, especially uh, playing in home conditions. So, Rahane certainly has his task cut out. I think uh, he'll really want to score a big knock and silence all his critics. 
um you know all the focus will actually be a lot more on virat kohli he hasn't scored a century in ages um i think he'll really really want to put up a big knock he did score a half century but um he hasn't scored a century yet in a long long time so he'll want to put that um, drought to an end and uh, score a big knock so i think rahane and virat kohli will probably be the uh, center of all attraction um and rightly so i think hopefully if the two of them put up a good knock then uh, we could be in for some really good entertainment yeah and um, well it's, it'll be hard to beat the entertainment we had over two days uh but we'll see, i'm really looking forward to it um but you mentioned that some of your colleagues and friends were at the test match did they give you an insight into the stadium and um we talked about it before it looked awesome uh, but obviously on tv it's different to being there uh and the facilities at the stadium i know the um uh, the players were saying you know the dressing rooms and everything like that is world class and obviously looks incredible um and the noise even with a half full state well i think it was half full looked um, pretty loud you can just imagine when it's full what it's going to be like uh did they share any uh, thoughts of um, what it was like there well they didn't have too much time in the stadium did they i mean by <laughs> the time they probably stepped in for day one uh you know the they, they could just absorb all the atmosphere they probably plan to look and talk to people and you know sort of uh, sort of try and go around the stadium on day 2 and uh, the match was done so they the, the rest of the days that they had to look around and sort of get a feel of the stadium was uh, was gone and uh, they didn't have that opportunity so but yeah i mean um, i did have a conversation with one of my friends uh, you know he he was there for, he was there in the stadium he actually flew all the way from uh, kochi which is down kerala to uh, go and watch the match so i uh, couldn't have too much of a conversation obviously he was enjoying the match there and uh, didn't really want to sort of um, ping him continuously and ask him how it is but now that you asked me i think i see, i need to sort of figure it out and uh, we probably need to figure out who's going for the fourth test uh, they might have an idea if according to you the match will certainly go on until uh, the third day or maybe even beyond that yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, but no it 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 did look uh, an amazing stadium uh, before and during the game as well um i just hope um, we get a chance to go in um few game i think it's become one of those stadiums that you want to see a game at. i mean there's a few obviously we've got lords here um you got the mcg and i think um uh, the new stadium in gujarat is added to that list obviously eden gardens um is is in that category as well and obviously uh, the chinnaswamy how we how we we can't forget that i, I knew i knew that was coming last that was just like how arjun tendulkar came up in the auction you know this okay we're going to we're going to put it out there you know it, it doesn't matter but we okay we'll put it out there <laughs> or it matters um it's well known for that and it's by no means last on my list it's it's they're all on par but i'm putting it there with those iconic stadiums because it deserves to be there um but want to be ticked off um but moving on to the squad that's been selected obviously this is a big year not uh, just because that's the worst world test championships and i think we can both agree that india and new zealand looks very very likely now um unless something incredible happens in the next few days uh but obviously it's a t20 world cup year and uh, the preparations really start now um with um the first series against a very very good england t20 uh, squad uh, they are really preparing uh, to um go for that trophy um i think they've got the uh, the players to do it obviously they've been um concentrating on building this t20 squad uh, for the world cup and you can see the players that they brought into in, uh, to india uh, as preparation 
for that. But in terms of the Indian squad, um, quite a few, well, for me anyway, you can tell me what your thoughts are in terms of the squad. But it was good to see Ashun being included. It's probably on the back of the, uh, his recent performances. Um, and um, the one that everybody wanted to be selected for Australia, Rahul Tewatia, uh, uh, getting a, a shout and um, Chakravati, what do you think of uh, the squad that's been selected? Because Chakravati, again, he was unlucky. I think he got injured uh, in Australia. Um, what do you think of the squad that's been picked? And is this planning for the T20 World Cup when you look at that squad? Or is it um, a few players are being rested? That's why they're not being selected for this series. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, the, we are going with a full-strength squad. Um, there aren't any key players missing as such. Uh, but I, I think we, we, just, we just heard reports earlier today morning that uh, probably Varun Chakravarti and Rahul Devadia didn't clear the mandatory yo-yo test that is placed by BCCI to uh, sort of make the squad. So, if those reports uh, are, are uh, you know, do come out to be true, then uh, it's certainly going to be a big dent in uh, their plans to actually make the squad. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, obviously, Tevatia on the back of that IPL season, um, you know, he enthralled everyone with his batting and the fact that he can bowl to spin... Uh, which is a very, very important commodity in uh, modern age cricket, you know, obviously makes him a very vital asset. Uh, Varun Chakravarti, you know, obviously given that he bowls mystery spin, he's an unknown commodity. Um, in the IPL as well, he was used uh, extensively by Dinesh Karthik in the IPL, so much so that Kuldeep Yadav couldn't find a place in that KKR setup. So, um, obviously, he was back to a very big extent and... Um, Someone who produces that extra element of surprise, obviously, is an important addition. Um, and, you know, I, I'm very pleased to see Surya Kumar Yadav finally being given a spot in the side. I think everyone wanted to see Surya make the um, make the squad because of how consistent he's been. Um, even after this, uh, even during the IPL, when the squad is announced to Australia, he didn't make the cut. Uh, all the gestures that he did and all of that, I think, added all the spice. And finally, the selectors uh, were sort of um, forced to pick him in the side purely based on his performances, even in the Vijay Azare, um, you know, he's been doing really well. So, good to see that he's there along with Ishan Kishan, obviously, two proven performers for the Mumbai Indians uh, over the past few seasons. And uh, if they make the 11, you know, they're certainly going to add a lot of value to that Indian team. So, uh, very pleased with the squad. I think uh, some very useful additions. Um, and if they get a chance, I'm sure that they'll uh, make the most out of it and uh, their best performance on the field. Would you agree the only one that will be missing, that will be in the squad being fit, is uh, Jasprit? Sorry, sorry? I, I Would you agree that the only one that's missing, that will be in the T20 World Cup squad, providing that he's fit, is Jasprit Bumrah? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, they've, they've given him some rest after uh, you know all the, all, the, all the cricket that he played in Australia. And obviously, um, here also um, against England, he played a full IPL. So, I think they're going to be resting him for... Uh, to keep him fresh for the IPL as well. And uh, it's obviously a good move. I think he's also, uh, we're, we're hearing unconfirmed reports that he's also getting married. So I think he's taking some time off before the IPL. And uh, yeah, some 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 really good Gujarati food uh, for all the training that he'll need to go through uh, for the IPL. There you, there you go. He's already getting influenced by his uh, bride-to-be. Take some time off. You have to concentrate on the wedding. Quite right too. And uh, yeah, I've read those uh, uh, stories as well. And if that's true, we wish him the best. And quite rightly, he's taking some time off for that. But it's really good to see Bumi back. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, really interesting to see how he's going to fit in with the scheme of things. Uh, I think I think a lot of people have forgotten Bhuvneshwar Kumar yeah, to be honest with you. With all the test matches that have happened, yeah. um, you know, Ishan Sharma, Umesh Yadav, Mohammad Shami, Bumrah, all of these players are getting all the limelight. Obviously, Siraj and Saini also in recent times. And everyone sort of forgotten what Bhuvneshwar Kumar can do uh, with the new ball and also in the death. So hopefully he um, he has a very good comeback. I think uh, he's a very important part of the Indian bowling attack. especially up front with swinging the ball and towards the death with all his yorkers and variations so uh, i'm very excited to see how the combination of bhuvneshwar and natarajan do in the um, t20 series because obviously natarajan's um, grown leaps and bounds ever since uh, the last year or so and uh, i'm i'm very excited to see how he's going to perform uh, under bhuvneshwar kumar's guidance and uh, in terms of the wicket keepers uh, i read somewhere i know the bcci or the selectors want as keeping but uh, who's your choice uh, between pont uh, um, and uh, kl uh, i know it should keep as well but in terms of uh, i think it's going to be between uh, kl and pont who's your choice to be with the keeper yeah that's that's a very interesting proposition because you know i mean i'm not sure if uh, if shikhar dhawan is uh, probably going to be droppable um they're probably going to give shikhar dhawan a good shot in uh, at the top of the order and uh, see how he performs if yes, he does fail you know then that just means that it opens up a slot and uh, kl rahul will move up the order and rishabh pant will slot in um but i uh, given how kl rahul has been successful uh, you know with the gloves i feel he might be picked for the first uh, first t20i because um obviously he didn't play the test series as well so they might look to give rishabh pant a little bit of a rest and uh, instead go for kl rahul services with the gloves uh, but that's just my theory and um, you know i'll be happy to see rishabh pant back because that's the format where he really belongs you know all his performances have come mm. in the test format um but he's he's someone who can really provide that x factor load on the order with all his finishing so if he combines with hardik pandya to sort of give india that lift towards the end i think it'll be a fantastic side uh but having said that i feel they might just rest him for the first t20 and try out rahul um, and in case shikhar dhawan or even rahul fails for that matter of fact rishabh pant might just walk in yeah it'll be interesting to see um here they go because i read somewhere that um the selectors think uh, because of pant's uh, performances lately he might just replace um uh kl behind the wickets but yeah we'll see if uh, shikhar is um, um playing or yeah and that'll make that decision a little bit easier as well uh, so but i'm really looking forward to the t20 series not only because it's the world cup here but this is a really strong uh, england t20 team and um, a lot stronger than their test team i think i said in the first one i think this is one of the weakest uh, england test teams that's gone to india uh, for a while uh, so i'm really looking forward to this one and um, it'll give us a bit of a clue not everything obviously there's a long way to go before the world cup but in terms of uh, the players and where we are as a t20 uh, nation um and um where we where we think we might uh, finish in the world cup obviously playing at home um makes it uh, a little bit advantageous but um you never know in t- t20 cricket but i'm really looking forward to this series so um but in terms of the other thing that's going on in india obviously uh vijay azare and uh thanks um to your boys you still kept an interest in the quarter finals your boys came through um the quarter finals i think are starting in a few days in delhi um how what can you tell us about how it's gone and how your boys are performing and what are your chances of progressing even further 
Yeah, I, I think we had a freak, I mean, not a freak loss. If, if you consider all of Karnataka's wins so far after that one loss to uh, Uttar Pradesh, um, you can term that loss against Uttar Pradesh a freak loss because uh, obviously it did rain and DLS and all of that came into the picture. But um, yeah, I, I think it's been a fantastic season. The top three have scored a lot of runs. I think if I'm not wrong, Padikal's averaging something around 179 with the bat uh, or 190 with the bat. Uh, which is absolutely staggering in terms of numbers. And uh, Ravi Kumar Samarth, who's captaining the side for the first time, is scoring a whole lot of runs. Uh, KV Siddharth also at, at that crucial number three position is scoring runs. So I think it's fantastic. Um, that's, what, that's what continues for uh, the quarterfinals as well. But um, we are going to be facing off against Kerala. It's certainly not going to be an easy task with Sandhu Samson, Robin Atapa, um, Srishanth as well there. So we picked up a massive win against Kerala, even, uh, you know, with... Uh, with the way we played and uh, Robin Uttapa's only failure so far in the Vijayas are came against Karnataka. So, uh, it's going to be a very interesting clash and uh, there are some other, other very strong teams as well. Gujarat, um, Andhra have qualified, um, Saurashtra are there. So, uh, you must be very happy with Saurashtra also being there, obviously. Uh, Absolutely. They just, just about made it despite losing the last uh, league stage encounter to services. But, yeah, they're a good team as well and uh, I think it's going to be some... Uh, this time, we will tweak the format a little... So, Delhi will be facing Uttarakhand in the eliminator and whoever whoever wins that clash will make the quarterfinals. So, um, some very interesting um, matchups that are coming up and uh, I'm really excited to watch it. Hopefully, all the matches do come on TV. Yeah, and no, I really appreciate you mentioning uh, Saurashtra. Um, for all the listeners and viewers, I did not pay a person to mention them, but uh, I do appreciate it. Yeah, um, It's good to see them in the... Um, Knockouts, um, although they've got a tough game against Mumbai, but you know, we've still got good lads. So, we've got two teams from my part of the world, so we'll see how they get on. And uh, like you say, it's not going to be easy for Kanataka when you mention the players that Kerala have got in the squad at the moment. But yeah, really interesting quarterfinals. But I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Parikal because I'm putting it out there. Um, yeah, Shikha Dewan obviously is a legend, and uh, you know. He, what can you say apart from that? He's a legend. But um, I would have given him a chance in the T20 World Cup uh, uh, to see if he was ready and put him in the England series. Um, do you think he's not ready at all? Or, well, that's not fair. He is ready. but um, And go with the future rather than, you know, stick with the legend and see how he gets on against England because they are one of the best T20 times in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there are two things to that. I think uh, Padikal obviously has performed in the domestic circuit, but uh, there are too many options for India to bench otherwise. You know, obviously, you've got KL Rahul, you've got Dhawan, you've got Rohit Sharma. You have even got Ishan Kishan who can open the batting for you. So, in some sense, I think um, they're trying to figure out uh, what they can most of, what they can make out of uh, the options that they have. And Padikal obviously has time on his side. You know, he's, uh, he's a very young man. He's doing really well. So, I think it's just a matter of another few months or maybe a year until he breaks into the Indian team. Uh, as you rightly mentioned, I think uh, if Shikhar Dhawan does not do too well this time, uh, you know, he, he might be shown the door because uh, the D20 World Cup is serious business. India haven't won since a very, very, very long time. And uh, the ICC course is something that they'll be looking to lift uh, as soon as they can. So, I think in some sense, they'll obviously look for uh, youth to be included in the side. But... Considering that the T20 World Cup certainly poses a lot more challenges than just another regular T20I series, uh, they probably wanted to go with experience over youth and that's why they picked Shikha Dhawan because uh, he's performed all the time in ICC tournaments and uh, 
uh, this England T20I series and obviously the IPL that comes after will be a perfect um, sort of dress rehearsal for Shikhar Dhawan to uh, sort of fine tune his game and figure out his flaws and iron them, so to say. So I think that's why they picked him and um, Rohit Sharma and Shikhar Dhawan form a really good partnership. So uh, Shikhar Dhawan knows his game and uh, I think he'll be looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, and um, obviously they're both um, incredible legends for Indian cricket. But I just thought, you know, this might be the time to start the transition or maybe to have a look at uh, uh, Buddy Colt and see how he performs. Um, I'm sure if they wanted it, they could have put him in number one we, because we know that we've got Shekhar um, there um, just to see how he performs. Um, but yeah, we'll see how um, Shekhar performs um, and... Um, what sort of IPLs all the players have, because that will have a big influence in the final squad as well. Obviously, there'll be cricket in between, but I think that will also have an influence, even though it's three, four months ahead of the World Cup. Uh, but really a lot to look forward to, as always, uh, including in the next few days. Um, I just hope um, you have at least the third day, if not the fourth day of cricket to look forward to in the next few days, just uh, for yourself. And um, so your friends as well uh, in Ahmedabad can um, enjoy the facilities a bit more than they did in the first test. But um, as always, uh, fascinating talking to you, my friend, Prasan. Um, and um, what are your plans for the next few days? Are you planning for three days of cricket and then two days off or four days of cricket? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll probably take it how it uh, how it comes, uh, won't we? Because there's there's a lot to look forward to. Certainly, um, you know, obviously, the final test of the series, a lot uh, a lot on the line. I mean, not for England, but India in specific, um, need to sort of at least get a draw, if not a win, uh, to sort of make that uh, World Test Championship final. So, a lot on the line, and obviously, everyone will be raring to go. I think um, all those all all that break that we get has sort of um, built up nicely to what will hopefully be a very good test match so really looking forward to some good cricket to wrap up the series fantastic as always pleasure speaking to you my friend um stay safe and um we'll catch up with you soon thank you again yeah, thanks a lot thanks for having me stay safe